Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every week of the year. I'm your host, Chris, and today we are going to be discussing Mitchell Trubisky and his era and time in Chicago that may or may not be left. So, how I wanted to start off this episode is we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. We're going to hop back to 2016, Mitchell Trubisky's junior year at university at the University of North Carolina. So let's just hop right into it. Trubisky's junior year at North Carolina, uh, he was a stud coming out of college. He had a great junior year. His first year starting at North Carolina, he played 13 games. And I'm going to list off his stats for you guys. In his 13 games starting at North Carolina, he threw for 3,748 passing yards. He threw 30 touchdowns and only six interceptions. So five touchdown to interception ratio, that's pretty freaking good. Um, coming into the league, he had some pretty, pretty good promise to him. Uh, <clears throat> I remember one thing when scouting him myself is that I was a little bit weary about his, his ability to hit the deep ball, but otherwise I thought he was really good. He could throw really well inside and outside of the pocket and, uh, he made plays all over the field, no matter where you put him. So coming into the, uh, 2017 NFL draft, the bears had the three pick after a three and 13 season. And they traded the number three pick, the number 67 pick, the number 111 pick, and the number 70 pick in 2018 to trade ahead with the San Francisco 49ers, who ended up selecting Solomon Thomas at number three. They didn't even pick Trubisky. Uh, but they traded for the second pick in the NFL draft. Obviously, the Bears picked Mitchell Trubisky, the rookie out of North Carolina. Picked later in that draft were Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And the picks that we traded away were either used in other trades or trade or uh, used to pick both George Kittle and Alvin Kamara. So the Saints ended up getting one of those picks somehow to get Kamara, and then Kittle was also picked in that draft. Trubisky coming into his rookie year, uh, he was not the starter. Uh, the Bears had signed Mike Glennon to a pretty rigorous deal that offseason. Four games into the year, uh, Mike Glennon gets benched, and Trubisky comes in in Week 5 to replace him. John Fox was the coach of the Bears. Uh, one thing I remember specifically about him is his run-run-pass offense. I did not like it at all. And people wanted Mitch throwing the ball, understandably so. And uh, he didn't have many weapons. Uh, Kendall Wright was the number one receiver on the team. The Bears traded for Dontrell Inman in the beginning of the season. And those were basically his top two receivers. So in the 12 games that Mitch played... Uh, they went 4-8, and eight, and Mitch threw seven touchdowns and also seven interceptions. Going into that offseason, the Bears knew that they needed to make a change, and Ryan Pace did exactly that. John Fox was fired. Pace brought in Matt Nagy, an offensive guru from Kansas City who came from the Andy Reid tree. He worked in Philadelphia. He was a quarterback at Delaware, and he, were, and he also played in the uh, Arena Football League, which is pretty cool. Um What's more important about the 2018 offseason, I think, is all the acquisitions that were made during that offseason by Pace. The Bears signed former Jacksonville Jaguars receiver Allen Robinson to a deal. He was coming off a torn ACL and had some really good promise, and I still love AR to this day. They also signed former Super Bowl champion and Philly special uh, icon Trey Burton to a deal, a tight end. And they also brought in speedy Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. Also, they drafted Anthony Miller in that year's draft, in the 2018 draft, out of Memphis. In the second round, they made a trade up for him. And uh, Mitch had a brand-new offense in year two. 
Also, the bombshell with the Bears in year two was they traded for Khalil Mack. Ryan Pace basically said, we're ready to win now. Heading into the 2018 season, uh, the, the verdict was nor in or out on Trubisky. Uh, he had a tough first year under a coach whose offensive scheme wasn't too great. So people were willing to give him time to see how he would improve in year two. In 2018, Mitch threw 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in 14 games and was a Pro Bowl replacement actually chosen over Matt Ryan. Now, to this day in his career, counting 2019, Mitch has two fourth-quarter comebacks and four game-winning drives in his career. Some of those are credited to big plays by other players on the offense, and Mitch definitely could have some more game-winning drives if we had a reliable kicker at some different moments over the last three seasons. Anyways, coming into 2019, uh, the Bears had their playoff game on January 6th with the Eagles, and we all know how that ended. Double doink. Uh, Mitch led them down the field with not too much time left. Made a great throw to Allen Robinson. I think it was his best throw of the season um, to put us in position to win that game, and we obviously all know how that ended, and uh, that ending's going to go down in history as one of the worst endings in the playoffs ever. So coming into the 2019 offense, or uh, 2019 offense, 2019 offseason, the Bears knew that their number one priority was going to be to fix the kicking issue. They did that, I would say, even though Pinheiro has been unreliable in, I would say, one game this year, which was San Diego. They fixed the, kiss, fixed the kicking issue by bringing in Elliot Fry and Eddie Pinheiro, and Pinheiro eventually won that job. They drafted the shifty and elusive David Montgomery out of Iowa State. The wide receivers had an offseason to get more chemistry with Mitch, and Mitch also had an offseason to continue to improve himself and learn Matt Nagy's playbook. So everyone coming into this year expected Mitch to take a huge jump. Uh, one of those people being myself, it was expected. Uh, with this talented of an offense, how can you fail? So obviously we're sitting here right now. Uh, entering week 10 of the NFL season, the Bears have played eight games, uh, a 3-5 and five start with their bye week. Trubisky dislocated his left shoulder uh, a couple weeks back, so Trubisky's only played seven games. In those seven games, Trubisky has thrown for five touchdowns, three interceptions, and had a QBR of 31.8. That is the end of my scripted notes that I wanted to talk about. And that's where we're at right now, 3-5. and five, And the question I am here to answer is, is the Trubisky era over in Chicago? I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I absolutely 100% think it needs to be over in Chicago. The blame has been on absolutely everyone this offseason. It's been on Nagy, or, or not this offseason, during the season. It's been on Nagy for the weird play calling where we're throwing balls sometimes 50-plus times in games and not giving the ball to our talented running back in Montgomery. We traded away Jordan Howard after last offseason. Montgomery comes in. He's someone we know can can break tackles and uh, see through his blocks, um, and he hasn't gotten the ball much. So I'm just kind of breaking it down here. The offensive line also hasn't been great. Charles Leno Jr., someone who signed a big deal this offseason, who was incredible, I think, in 2018, uh, has regressed and had a lot of holding issues. Bobby Massey... Uh, someone who's been a journeyman and played for a couple different teams. Uh, he hasn't been incredible. Kyle Long, we know he's on IR. We got Rashad Coward in now. James Daniels and Cody Whitehair haven't been the same. Cody Whitehair signed a big deal, and he just hasn't felt like hasn't felt like he's been playing the same caliber football 
that we're used to him see, seeing him play. But I think the issue is the glaring hole at the top of the roster, as I called it in yesterday's episode. It is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, unfortunately, whenever the Bears step on the field these days, I get weary of them being able to even stay in some of these games because I know this offense isn't going to produce absolutely anything at all. You know, Trubisky, whether it be overthrowing receivers or, I mean, not going through his progressions, um, there's a lot of issues that he's had this year that you shouldn't be having in year three. Now let me read to you guys some of the stats I wrote down for the Bears offense so far this offseason. They are 29th in total yards, 30th in yards per play, 28th in first downs per game, 28th in third down efficiency, 27th in total points, 25th in time of possession, 27th in rushing yards, tied for 27th in yards per rush, tied for 30th in yards per pass attempt, and 30th in passing yards per game. I see no reason whatsoever why any of those stats should be evident and I do agree the offensive line not being too great is something that's going to have to be addressed this offseason. Um, also, the play calling, Nagy's going to have to step up and, and change that or explain why he's doing what he's doing because his play calling has been really suspicious. But I'll continue to say it. I think the hole is at the top, and I think it's Trubisky. I think if you have a new quarterback in here next year who can make these throws, who can step up in the pocket, who can make multiple reads, Stuff that Mitch should be doing in year three, even an average quarterback could do. And I'm not saying go sign like a guy like Andy Dalton. I want a young guy or someone that I know can perform well when it matters. Because no offense to Andy Dalton, but he hasn't been able to perform really well in the playoffs. And there have been times when the Bengals throughout the years have gotten into the red zone. And they haven't performed really well. So all of the people that are saying Andy Dalton's an option for the Bears, I don't really think that's too great of an option. I want someone young. And I think if we can get someone new in here, uh, a new face, a new body, I think the play calling, um, I think all of the issues that we're having right now, everything will fall into place and work out a lot better if this Trubisky era ends. Now, the next question you got to think is, will the Trubisky era end? I'm going to say this. I don't think it's going to end. I think what's going to happen, and I really hope what's going to happen is that Pace brings in someone else. I think he absolutely has to bring in someone else. You don't have to name him the starter. Bring in someone else to challenge Mitch because I feel like when adversity is higher, it brings out the best in people. And who knows? Maybe Mitch performs well and somehow starts doing something. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. But I think if you bring in another quarterback, um, you at least have an option of a replacement. You absolutely need an option of a replacement for Mitch Trubisky at this point. Through three years, we see what Mahomes and Watson are doing. They can step up. They can make plays. They can lead their teams to the win, and they can fight back against adversity. And Mitch has shown that very sparsely. He's had a couple really good drives at the end of games, but whenever that happens, it makes me question why he can't do that throughout an entire game. So what I'm thinking overall to answer my question from earlier, I do think the Trubisky era will be over after this season, I really hope it's over. I also think it will be over. Um, I think Pace has admitted to himself that there is a hole at the top and that that needs to be fixed. With all these players, these talented players we have on defense, we have to be better with time of possession. You can't leave a defense out on the field 
for 37, 38, 39, 40 minutes of a 60-minute football game and expect them to be able to perform at a high level and keep you in games. And the defense has taken a little bit of a step back, I think. Uh, Vangio not being here might hurt a bit, but I think Chuck Magano is perfectly fine. And I know we have a ton of all-pro players, a ton of Pro Bowl players on defense, and I think we're going to be perfectly fine on that end. But I think one of my episodes in the future is going to be talking about some possible replacements. Uh, that's probably what I'll actually put out next, tomorrow or in a couple days. But simply to answer the question, Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago, yes, I think he is done. That is my simple way to put it. Uh, the production to year three, or the production in year three, has not been nearly close to what we expect. He's not even going to reach his stats from last year at this point. We're in week ten, and he's thrown five touchdowns. Uh, kind of ridiculous, even though he has missed a game. But I would like you guys to put your uh, thoughts on this in the comments if you are watching on YouTube. And wherever you're watching this podcast right now, be sure to follow. We're brand new on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, so it would mean a lot to me if you could follow. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Bared Down. If you want to keep up on everything Bears news, you can follow my Chicago Bears fan page at Dashai Bears News on Instagram. I post a ton there. And you will start hearing from our other co-hosts soon. Parth and Jalen are going to start recording soon. They got new microphones, and we're setting everything up so we can put up multiple podcasts a week. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into it, and it's going to be a fun time. Thank you guys for tuning in, though. Wherever you are watching, like, subscribe, follow, and that is pretty much it. Bear down, Chicago. Peace.